Hello and welcome to the Dear Future Self podcast with your host, Zoe Longford-Brown. This is a podcast where you get clarity on what you need to do to reach your health and fitness goals without diet culture. It's been almost five years since I founded my coaching business, Zoe Rose Fitness, which specializes in helping women to find their love of exercise and feel the happiest and healthiest they've ever felt. Our mission is to help as many women as we can and provide you with weekly episodes designed to educate, motivate, and inspire you to improve your health and well-being. I know through personal experience that this isn't always a straightforward journey, which is why I believe the work comes from looking after your future self. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode of Dear Future Self. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Dear Future Self podcast. On this week's episode, I'm going to be talking to you about menopause and perimenopause. This is something that within the Zoe Rose fitness team we specialize in and it's something that we have been speaking about a lot at the minute. Some of you listening might have been at the webinar that we did, the free webinar on menopause. And I wanted to come and speak about it on the podcast because I think it is super important if this is the stage of your life that you are at, that you have the information and the tools to help be able to navigate. So firstly, I just want to clarify before I get into all of the things, I am not a doctor. Sadly, I cannot help with specific symptoms and that's something that you must, must, must go and see your doctor and GP about. What I can do is I can talk about the fitness and nutrition side of things and how it is best for you in this time in your body to help navigate. That's what I'm going to go into in this episode. So firstly, with menopause, Unfortunately, it affects everyone differently. I have spoken to women before who have gone through it with a breeze and be like, oh yeah, been through menopause. It was fine. Didn't notice too much. And some women who have been completely debilitated by it. There, from what I'm reading and from the research, there is not really any reason why some people experience it different than others. It just is one of those things. The way I see it is it's almost like pregnancy. Some people have great pregnancies, some people have horrific pregnancies. It's just (laughs) one of the joys in life, isn't it, that we all experience things differently. So don't be hard on yourself for experiencing it or for struggling. The most important thing is that you get proper help with it and you seek help to help you with the symptoms that you have because it can affect you both physically and mentally. You know, mental health symptoms can include changes in your mood, low mood, low self-esteem and increased anxiety and or depression. So it's not stuff just to be dismissed. This can be extremely debilitating in your life. So it's something that you want to get help for. And I have also spoken to many women who have had problems with their memory and concentration, you know, extreme brain fog. And this can be really, really scary. This can make life exceptionally difficult, especially if you're working and trying to navigate many different things. So make sure you speak to your doctor and GP about these symptoms. Other physical symptoms include hot flushes, difficulty sleeping, palpitations, migraines, muscle aches and joint pains and changes to your body shape. Most people who I'll be speaking about in a bit 
most women I speak to are concerned about weight gain. So I'll be speaking about things that you can do to kind of help navigate that. But again, with all of these things, please speak to your doctor first because it's really important that you are on the right treatment for you and they are aware of what you are experiencing so you can get help. And I want anyone listening who's really, really struggling at the moment to know you are not alone. You are not alone and you deserve help. And if you have been dismissed before, please go back and ask for a second opinion. There is a really brilliant app that you can use here in the UK. It's called the Balance app. And I really recommend you looking it up. If you type in the Balance app, the menopause support app, you should be able to find the link. It is free to use and it's going to give you really good information and also allow you to track your symptoms. So this can be a great thing that you can do and bring to your GP to kind of explain what's been going on for you. Because I don't know about anyone else, but sometimes when I've been at the doctor or things, you've got all these questions. And if you're experiencing brain fog, it can be difficult to remember everything. So that's a great tool out there to help support you. Firstly, I want to talk about weight gain and menopause. Some women will experience weight gain during or after menopause. This is due to the change in the hormones, meaning the body stores fat and burns calories less effectively. HRT can help with this, but activity and exercise are absolutely the best way to increase your body's ability to burn calories. So I want you to know that, of course, It can be very frustrating, especially when there is lots in our body that we cannot control. But I want to remind you that there is so much you can also control as well. Hormonal changes may make it more likely for you to gain weight around your abdomen. But there are many, many factors that come into play. With age in general, we are all aging. (laughs) I'm aging while recording this podcast. Muscle mass usually decreases and your body's ability to store fats increases. This is for everyone, including the men. So this makes us feel a little bit better. So again, this can kind of have a heightened effect with menopause as well. But I want you to know that this is what kind of happens to the body just as we get older. When we lose muscle mass, it slows the rate at which your body is able to burn calories. So this is a metabolism making it more challenging for you to maintain healthy weight. So a lot of people come to us and they say, I can't do what I used to do because it's not working anymore. And yeah, that is absolutely true. But all that means is you need a different strategy and you may need a little bit of help and support in getting there. So there are many, many other factors that influence your weight. And that is lack of exercise, unhealthy eating, not sleeping enough, which can lead to more snacking. But there are things that you can do to help get things under control. So firstly, if you are struggling with sleep, I know that that can be one of the really difficult symptoms of menopause. Please go speak to your doctor about this. There are some great things that you can do with your sleep hygiene. So think about the things that you can control. They can make such a huge difference. But again, you might need some extra help and that's where you should go to the doctor. Let's come on to exercise. What exercise should I be doing it? How do I do it? What is the best thing to do, especially if you are going through menopause? So the body changes due to menopause because of your lower estrogen levels. This decreases our strength, our bone density, and our muscle mass, which is not cool, right? 
And even worse, it also increases the body's ability to store fat. So this is why we get frustrated with the body and how it is changing. One of the best solutions for this is strength training, because strength training is how we build up our bone density, muscle mass, and reduce the fat. So it's absolutely a brilliant solution. It can also help rev up the decreasing metabolism, which is a great bonus, absolutely great bonus. I want to give a little bit of myth busting here around strength training, because I think that's really important for everyone to know. Firstly, weightlifting will not make you bulky. I promise you, it will not. You have to actively be trying to get bulky and put a lot, and I mean a lot, of effort into it. It's not just going to happen overnight. You don't need to lift heavy weights to get results. You can train body weight. You don't even need any weights. A lot of our clients, especially when they start with us, don't have any equipment and they still get great results. We add in equipment as they get stronger because they're ready for a new challenge and they want to mix things up again. You don't don't need access to a gym. If you love a gym and you love that environment, amazing, go for it. But you can also get great results at home. About 70% of our clients train at home because that's where it's more time effective. It's better for them and they still get incredible results. Strength training is safe for any age and any fitness level, as long as the program you are doing is specifically designed for you. So if you feel like, oh, I can't do it, I'm not fit enough, I can't strength train, I'm not at that level, there will be a level for you. It's just about finding what is safe for you. It is really, really, really safe form of training, but obviously it needs to be under proper guidance and proper support. So I want you to kind of think about that because it's such a brilliant thing, but I know a lot of people are nervous, but actually it's just finding where you are at and then building up from there. So that is why strength training is a great, great solution. What I always recommend is strength training two to three times a week. Doesn't need to be for long, you know, 20 to 30 minutes. If you've got longer, incredible. That's going to help you, you know, with results. But if you just have a short period of time, I promise you, you can still get great results. And on top of that as well, doing a form of cardio to keep your heart and lungs healthy. So we're thinking about walking. You don't need to run if that hurts your joints. Nobody has to run. (laughs) I would much prefer you did strength training and walking than running on its own. That's going to get you better results long term. But swimming, dancing, any of these things, anything to get your heart and lungs working. You can also, and what we have done for a lot of our clients, created programs with strength training and cardio combined. So you know, you just need to do four workouts a week and you're covering all basis because the more we can move our body, the more we can increase our movement during our day. This is called our NEAT, which stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis. This is the energy expanded for everything we do that's not sleeping, eating or sports like exercise. So that really, really can help us as well maintain a healthy weight for our body. So something for you to think about. When we get on to nutrition, this is where we have within the Zoro's fitness team, we have Dr. Laura Wyness, who specializes in menopause and is a registered nutritionist. So she helps and guides our clients one-to-one on their nutrition because it is 
very, very important at menopause and there is so much you can do, but I'm just going to run through a couple of tips for you on this podcast. So the first one is include a protein source at every meal. Protein supports our bones and our muscles, and it also satisfies our hunger levels. So it can be very, very helpful in maintaining weight. So think about protein sources even in your snacks as well. That is a top tip. So if you're having a banana, can you pair it with a Greek yogurt? Can you pair it with a little bit of nut butter? Something like that, because that's really going to help balance out your sugar level and give the body what it needs. We need to help our bones and muscles. So that's a great way of doing it. Another tip is to eat a variety of plant-based food. This is essential for providing the body with enough fiber for healthy digestion. Anybody who has struggled in the past with digestion will know how uncomfortable it can be. I know I have when I was in my fad diet time in my life and I was trying everything and I made my body very unhappy. So please ensure that you're getting lots of fruits, vegetables, oats, whole grains, brown rice, pasta, beans, you know, lentils, all of these good things. Because they can help you get a good range of phytoestrogens. There are evidence to show that these can help relieve menopausal symptoms. So that's really important to know. Another tip for you is to include foods containing calcium. This helps reduce the loss of bone density over time, which is especially important in this period of our life because a lot of women are worried and rightly so about osteoporosis. So strength training strengthens our bones. Having calcium strengthens our bones. So again, it's a great solution. You have the kind of traditional forms of calcium, which are milk, yogurt, and cheese, but there are plenty more out there. You know, they're fish with edible small bones, such as sardines. You've got soya beans and soy products if you're vegan, green vegetables, such as broccoli, kale, and cabbage, and nuts and sesame seeds. So these are really, really great sources of calcium to include in your diet. Another thing to think about when it comes to calcium is taking a vitamin D supplement. This helps regulate the movement of calcium in and out of the bones, and it's recommended for the UK winter time. So even though it's February, we are still in winter time, depending where you are in the UK. I am in Scotland. We don't get as much sunlight. It is very, very important for us to give our body that helping hand. My final nutrition tip for you is to include sources of omega-3 fatty acids. This is important for keeping your heart healthy because as we go through menopause as well, our risk of heart disease is heightened. So it's definitely something you want to think about, you know, your oily fish that you get, your salmon, mackerel, anchovies, sardines and herring and unsaturated oils like olive oil and rapeseed oil. There is evidence out there as well that this can help to alleviate night sweats. So it's definitely a good one to think about. And if you're struggling with what to eat, you're needing a bit more extra guidance with that. I would really recommend going to Dr. Laura Winus's website. I'm going to leave a link to this in the show notes. It's www.laurawinus.com. In her shop section, she has an absolute brilliant PDF you can purchase called Eating Well for Menopause. So this is going to give you a lot more information, a lot more tips, a lot more guidance on that. So that would be a great, great resource for you. That is everything I wanted to cover on menopause today. So the takeaways for you are really to focus on what strength training are you getting and how can you up your activity levels while supporting your nutrition. I completely understand that this can be very 
overwhelming, very daunting, and you may not know where to start. And that is exactly why we have our one-to-one coaching program and we help support women going through menopause. So if this is something that you're like, "Mm, I really need a bit more help and guidance with, this is something that is very important to me to support my body going forwards, please reach out to me. You can drop me an email at zoeazurosfitness.co.uk or in all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn as well, drop me a DM and I can send you through all the information about working with us and what it all entails and how we can help support you and we can see if that is a good fit for you. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Dear Future Self podcast. Again, menopause, all women, we need to be thinking about it, need to be looking after our future selves. And these are some great tips that will hopefully help you. Have a wonderful rest of your day whenever you're listening to this and I will speak to you in next week's episode.